Hello, this is Anne, the Multimedia Director of Kearney First United Methodist Church, and you're listening to our Sunday Morning Sermon Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this sermon. Thank you for turning in. Let us pray. God, you speak to us as we read Scripture. Send your Holy Spirit to open our ears, hearts, and minds, so we may hear your message for us today. Amen. Today's scripture reading comes from Isaiah 11, verses 1 through 9. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and of might. The Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decision for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness for the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat and the calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put its hand in the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on any all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the water covers the sea. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Yesterday I was sick. I was slept through the day, and probably except for three hours I slept through the day. Usually I memorize my sermon Saturday morning and afternoon, but I had no energy to memorize it, so I will read a little bit today. Please bear with me. And also, I don't know, it's kind of side effect of ibuprofen. And I, you know, my eyes and skins around my eyes were swelling yesterday. So like this. And YJ told me, hey, did you fight with someone? And because of my eyes. But you, I look okay, right? Okay, great. So let's go. In the movie of the Grand Grinch, the Grinch hated all things related to Christmas, and such as Christmas carol, Christmas cookies and cards, all the decoration things now. And actually, he was caught because he couldn't resist his temptation eating cookies there. And, but I think and imagine that if his plan were so successful and no one knows uh, he did it, then can he really say that he stole the Christmas? And it gives me another question that, uh, can we celebrate Christmas without Christmas things, and how? Before jumping to this question, we need to know what things are really for Christmas. What things pop up in your mind and head when you think about Christmas season and Advent season while waiting for Jesus Christ? What things pop up in your head? So did you, do set up, did you set up the Christmas tree and the house light decoration 
And did you make some cookies and Christmas cards and gifts and things like that, right? But another question was like this. Do we really need them to celebrate this season? Do we need them? We don't need them? Okay. Uh, Christmas tree. How many people here already set up the Christmas tree in your house? Oh, many of you already did it, right? But the Christmas tree, a uh, long time ago, people started doing that. It was way before Christianity and our religion. And people uh, set up the Christmas tree, evergreen branch in their house, and hopes that the spring would come soon. And modern concept of setting up the Christmas tree uh, started in the 16th century in Germany. So there is no biblical reason and biblical support telling that we should have a Christmas tree in our house. And what about gift exchanging? Uh, did you already prepare gifts for your friends and family and thinking about when I need to give to them? And exchanging gift, it goes to Roman Empire each time and, and, and Roman festival where winter season, winter festival where people exchange their gifts. And if we know that, oh, it is not related to Christianity and people like that, oh, I don't need to prepare a gift for people this season. Wow, it's amazing. And there are a lot of things like that, not related to Christianity, but we celebrate Christmas with these things, some carols, some Christmas things. And I sometimes think that uh, if we have a Grinch here in this room and still everything related to Christmas, then how can we celebrate Christmas season? And can you imagine Christmas Eve service without candlelighting and singing Silent Night? It is a really important thing, right? And can you imagine Christmas season like no, without house decoration, cookies and wreaths and things like that? Can we really celebrate Christmas season without them? And if we do, how? Perhaps the first Christian and Christmas season advent and waiting for Jesus Christ were not like ours. Certainly, the Jewish people and their anticipation of Christ's coming differs from what he experienced now. The scripture Isaiah speaks about the king who will come reign with justice and righteousness. In Christianity, we interpret him, the king, as Jesus Christ. It is important to know the historical background of Isaiah's time. The prophecy didn't come from a peaceful time. It was a really hard time. When Isaiah spoke these words, the kingdom of Judah, uh, they are experiencing uh, political upheaval both inside and outside. The northern kingdom of Israel already destroyed by the Assyrian military, and the southern kingdom of Judea are seeing now its effect. So I believe this prophecy, Isaiah 11, it has clear two lessons there. One, endure your time in the hope of Jesus Christ, his coming. Two, uh, warning about the situation posed by the Assyrian military. Thus, they need to be unified in their faith in God. 
When you examine the literature itself, the Christ reign depicts kind of upside-down world there. It constantly tells us that uh, things, they are not matching well. Something like the wolf will play with the lamb, the cow will feed the bear, lion and ox, little child and lion, and infant and cobra stand, the oppressor and the oppressed. When the day comes, there will be no enemies. Everything will be reconciled in him. On that day, Jesus will bring peace among us. Sorrow will be shared in joy. Loneliness will be filled with laughter. Hatred will be gone. Love will prevail. Self-righteousness righteousness will be overturned to righteousness and justice. No more harm and do good. This is what Jesus would do in the world and for us. In the midst of their uh, political upheaval and struggles, the people of Jewish people, they were waiting for Jesus who would bring peace among them. But this peace is not achieved by destroying and eliminating the things we don't like. Rather, Jesus, Jesus reconciles them and transforms them. It is peace not by power, but by reconciliation. The peace of Jesus Christ showed us another way of living, and he could have resisted the power of the Roman Empire with a different way, but he chose a different way by washing his disciples' feet. He awakened us to who we are truly through humility, being a servant, and serving others to his death, inviting others come into the loving relationship. This is the peace of Jesus Christ. And going back to the Grinch story, and Grinch, he, the main reason he didn't like the Christmas is it, the Christmas season, the whole Christmas season, reminds him, reminds him of the, his childhood. And he was abandoned, he was lonely. But when he looked around, every people except for him had a great time wrapping gifts and unwrapping gifts and share their joy together, except for the Grinch. He was lonely. And I don't think the people who feel they didn't like him, but at least they didn't reach out to him, the lonely guy. Borrowing the expression from Isaiah 11, he was like a lion who cannot intermingle with other people, especially people who feel he was lonely. And he was lonely enough he couldn't share his circumstances with others. I think, how many people here feeling like the Grinch? Around this season, we feel like we are supposed to be happy. And we wrap ourselves in a special mood, oh, we should be happy even though we are not really happy enough. And for a while, YJ and I felt like the Grinch because we came from South Korea. We are migrants' family here. And around this season, and people gone to see their family, and we are left in the empty space. And then YJ and I had a conversation. What should we do around this season? I don't know. And we just watched movie like Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, it was kind of a hard time. So I believe there are people like this who feel lonely and caught up around this season and who cannot uh, go to see their family around this season and feeling lonely. And because of the things they cannot control well around this season, they feel like, oh, I'm tired. I'm so sad. But something happened in the movie, The Grinch. Although the Grinch stole everything related to Christmas, the people of Whoville, they kept singing and singing and singing, and the song affected his heart grow three times bigger. And it's not the end. One child came to him and invited him to come over for dinner and supper in her house, which was an unexpected thing for him. And I see there, this is the piece that the Bible tells us now. The wolf and lamb, they will eat together and share their joy together. That is what you just do in our world. And around the season of waiting, the waiting is not really a passive, passive way. Waiting could be a really active meeting in our world. And waiting for Jesus Christ, we have something to do for Jesus Christ as Jesus fills us with peace. One of the spiritual leaders in French, his name is Abbe Pierre. And he says that it is inappropriate to see and measure a person whether by, uh, by whether they believe well or not believe well. It's not a matter of faith and belief. He's a Catholic priest, but he says that it is important to see the person is content with themselves only. Or in other words, the person only worships themselves. Or this person could see others' pain and empathize with them and share the pain together. The Catholic priest thinks it is important share the grief and pain. It's an important thing in our faith. So I believe without the Christmas things, we can celebrate this season and wait for Jesus Christ. Without these all things, we can comfort people who are ill and lonely. We can put ornament, as we talked about the children's sermon, we can put ornament and pray for people in the world. Also, we can prepare a gift for those who are feeling cut off and isolated. Also, we can find people like a Grinch and be a friend with them and finding them, they are experiencing God's grace around this season. Every year, every year, this church has a special worship service, and we call it Blue Christmas Worship Service. And Blue Christmas Worship Service, and we worship together with those who uh, have broken heart. Some family members here in our church, they lost their beloved one around this year while we worship together. We can share their emotion and feeling and hurt together and let them toward to God's grace and peace around this season. The worship service will be happening at 3 p.m. in this church. You can invite people to come and worship together or just worship together and stand side by side. And I think it is kind of a small step to celebrate this season. 
but by sharing God's peace with others, the people of heart, and then allowing them to see reconciling love from Jesus Christ, we can light up in their heart. This is a way we wait for Jesus Christ actively. We can celebrate Jesus Christ without these things if we know the true meaning of Advent and waiting for Jesus Christ, active meaning of Jesus, active meaning of waiting and peace. And we see that God will grow our hearts three sides bigger around this season. I want to conclude my sermon with a line of poem. I don't know much about American literature. Probably you know more than I do. So one of the uh, uh, poems, she wrote this poem, a line. Do you know Emily Dickinson? She's a famous one, right? And uh, when I write down my sermon, her poem comes to my mind. And she says like that, if I can stop one heart from breaking, I shall not live in vain. Thank you for listening. We hope you have found the topics mentioned today to be thought-provoking and meaningful. For more information about our church, ministries, and upcoming events, check out our website at carneyfirstumc.org. If you'd like to join us on Sunday in person or on live stream, our traditional services are at 8.15 and 11 a.m., and our modern service is at 9.30 a.m. We look forward to seeing you next week. And until then, go in peace and may God bless you.